what's up everybody welcome to after the final whistle football talk with john and montel all right this is episode two my name is montel and now we have our other host john hello everyone Uh, john here hope everyone's having a good day so I see, uh, you know, same schedule as last week. We're probably going to follow a real similar format as last week. Uh, John's got the injury report. You want to take that away? Uh, sure thing, man. Um, so I'm going to start it off. Uh, Tua cannot seem to catch a break. Uh, some fractured ribs for him. Um, and then uh, that Niners running back field starting to have uh, echoes of the Ravens. What are your thoughts on it? Man, uh, I just hope the guy grabbed off waivers for our fantasy league doesn't uh, get hurt too. Uh, I think they had the injury bug last year, so hopefully it doesn't bite them quite as bad as when it did the Ravens. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're hurting at the at the skill position for sure. On top of that, um, some of their weapons they don't even use. So I, yeah, I, I really don't understand the the problem in San Francisco. But uh, yeah. Definitely interesting that they're dealing with as many injuries in their back as what they are. Yeah, that is uh, in, pretty crazy. Um, and then switching over to the Steelers, I mean, you got Big Ben with a heck issue on his throwing side. Uh, I think he's been limited in practice. And then you've had Deontay Johnson go down with a knee issue right at the end of the game. Uh, hasn't practiced all all week so far. Um, and then uh, another. He's the, he's the number one or number, number two in, in Pittsburgh, right? No. Uh, or is the uh, number one, probably, I guess, in most people's eyes. Yeah. He, he's number one. He's the one uh, that's taking all the targets. So, you know, tough break, but uh, hopefully he'll bounce back pretty quick. Um, doesn't seem like it's a tear of anything. Just, a knee bruise or something. Um, and then uh, another person who can't seem to catch a break is uh, Tyrod. He went down last week with that uh, hamstring injury. So uh, Davis Mills is getting the start Thursday night. Man, I I don't know how to feel for Tyrod, man. It's like he – Gets a starting job somewhere, and then there's a young quarterback in waiting, just like waiting for him to screw up or get hurt. It happened in Cleveland with uh, Baker Mayfield. Happened last year in uh, San Diego. Uh, oh, not San Diego, Los Angeles now. Chargers with uh, Justin Herbert. Um, and I don't even know the quarterback, like the backup quarterback's name for Houston. Uh, I'm sure I think it's something Mills. But I, how how do you have this kind of luck, like, on three consecutive teams in the same exact way. It just blows my mind that he's, I don't want to say getting screwed over, but uh, it's crap's happened to him so often. Dude is just a, he's a dog on the field. I mean, he's, he's a pro's pro when I understand it. All of his teammates always love him, but yeah, like you said, he just can't catch a break. Yeah, exactly. I mean, can't catch a break. I mean, Texans were looking Pretty tough, even with the limited amount of talent on that team with him at the helm of that offense. But, uh, I mean, he, he he's, a, he's a professional. Like you said, he 
just handles everything with grace, no matter how crappy things get for him. Right. Says a lot. I mean, that's you know, some players tend to be divas, so I don't think that's the case for Tyrod. I mean, they I think they actually lost the game today. Um, it is Thursday, uh, September twenty third, about ten fifty, and I think the yeah, final score was twenty four to nine. So I doesn't like did anything besides kick field goals. So I, I think they might have missed them today. Sure sounds that way. Yeah, I guess uh, for me, I got the, some news from around the league. Me and you both being fans of some NFC North teams, uh, Justin Fields is going to make his first start uh, Sunday. Uh, they've had some packages, I guess, for him. And uh, he's thrown for a couple yards. But I guess Dalton got hurt last game. And uh, I really wish Minnesota would have got up and got him. Nothing – Against who they pick, I haven't seen the guy play there. So we talked about it last week. He's still dealing with the groin, but uh, they apparently lowballed every team in the top ten and uh, couldn't get up from. I think they were drafting at fourteen from to pick up Fields, but I think he's got a, a, a ch- like a chip on his shoulder and, and like a point to prove. So um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, he doesn't torch our team too bad in the, in the coming years. So. What are your thoughts on, on that as a Packers fan? Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's uh, one injury that I forgot to mention. I think Andy Dalton has a knee bruise as well. Um, so Justin is getting that start. Um, he took over last week during the game. He looked okay, made a lot of good plays, but also a lot of rookie plays. Um, going up against the Browns, not the most terrifying defense but not not one that you can just run all over either so right. I, I mean, feel like you gotta look out for that helmet uppercut you know that Miles Garrett likes to throw us about your <laughs> biggest fear <laughs> exactly <laughs> um, I feel like you know get, give him some time I mean Matt Nagy always playing you know the magician of well you know if healthy Andy Dalton's our quarterback but I mean, I, I think it's Justin's Phil's job to to keep. I can see that. I mean, not to say that Andy's going to have as bad a luck as what Tyrod has, but um, yeah, I think if if Fields puts up good numbers, he'll probably be in the same boat as what Herbert was last year. Starter goes down, and how do you take out the the rookie who's out there balling, making plays? It just doesn't make sense to do it. So. And like you said, it's his, his thing to lose, and I don't think uh, Andy Dalton is like a competent starting quarterback. What is he in year eleven or twelve? You know, he's starting to age a little bit. So. Yeah, not not nearly the same as he was when he was on the Bengals. Um, and plus, you know, Matt Nagy probably on the hot seat this season, already off to an O two start. So, if your rookie's out there bowling and you're winning games, why would you mess that up? Right. NFC North teams on well, coaches of those teams on the hot seat, but um, maybe we'll say that for like week 15, 16, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, I guess uh, another report from this week is uh, PFT, which is Pro Football Talk. Uh, they have a official report from the NFL that, uh, you know, I guess they have a source there that says that the NFL has no plans to change the taunting rules, and some of them are just like, 
outright dumb. Like I, I don't understand. Uh, I'll just say uh, Aaron Jones. You know, but if Aaron Jones makes a big play, why can't he spin the ball on the ground or flick it to the official without getting flagged? It seems like they're kind of over officiating. And I think uh, Bobby Wagner actually tweeted something similar. He said it. It, it seems a little unnatural to try and regulate emotion. I, I don't know if you seen any games or anything where they I, I think it's over officiating it just seems stupid not let, let guys celebrate good plays what about yourself uh, I'm right there with you I mean just go back to the preseason when that rookie Colts running back drug like eight players on defense I mean and then you get fined as well as penalized for it I mean, how can you not be excited though you, you literally just carry the entire defense into the end zone like why wouldn't you be excited for that exactly I mean and then like you have a you know a big play on defense you have a big play on offense I mean you want to get hyped you want to get your team hyped I mean we'll see if it throughout the season if they call it less and less I know right now it's a focus and as much as it's uh, taking a lot of the fun out of the league I mean Maybe. I mean, maybe NFL does for the, the no fun league. Yeah, maybe next season they'll uh, reevaluate this taunting penalty. But I know this season we're just kind of stuck with it. Yeah, I know. Um, I was reading uh, when I was doing, you know, research for the podcast that I think there's like 18 different people that are on like the competition committee. Uh, only one of those players is like an active NFL player. It's like the NFL PA president. So, how do you sit in the room with a bunch of uh, shirts, you know, and, or suits, I should say, and make a decision like that with there being one active NFL player? It just doesn't make sense to me. But I don't get paid to make those kind of calls, but it just seems kind of dumb. Uh, I guess, uh, I guess another, we had some interest in those odd funny stories last week. Here's another one. Uh, Urban Meyer was talking to Vic Fangio. Uh, I think or, I think he's the head coach for the uh, Broncos. He said that uh, he's shocked at how difficult it is to coach in the NFL. He compared every game to playing uh, Alabama. Uh, Urban Meyer was a, was a coach at Florida, uh, you know, around the time Tebow was there, 2009, 2011, somewhere in there. Uh, won a national championship, and his hurdle every year was getting over Alabama. He said a lot of the players play um, my, my, I guess my question for that kind of comment is like, dude, what did you think? <laughs> I mean, these dudes are multi-million dollar athletes getting paid to play the game. I, I was a decent football player, but I am no way um, going to be willing to deal with some of these dudes that are in the league now. Aaron Donald? No, man, he's a problem. I'm cool. <laughs> right. I mean, what do you think? I mean, it's the National Football League. It's the top-tier athletes in the league or in football. I mean, so, yeah, it's going to be playing, like, Alabama every year. Um, I mean, I don't know if he's going to stick around after this season. Um, we'll see. One and done? We'll see. I mean, if he's already complaining and already losing – he doesn't like to lose. He's going to probably bow out. I mean, do you think he's going to stick around if they go 0-17? Uh, I mean, my honest opinion is that it's Jacksonville, and uh, they'll 
probably go in 17 at this rate, but I, I think he'll they'll give him a couple of seasons to try to turn it around. Or um, when he was at, uh, I think it was Ohio State, he actually just kind of stepped away from the team. So I think if he uh, has a couple seasons, you know, where it's more losses than wins or, you know, not even close and they're drafted in the top half of the draft, I guess top four picks, I guess I should say, not top half. I think he'll probably take a gracious exit instead of letting himself get fired. Yeah, that's kind of how I'm feeling and thinking about it too. Um, he might give it one more year after this because, I mean, they are in a rebuild year. But every, every time, year. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Every <laughs> year it seems like the Jags are in a rebuild year. It was Cleveland for a long time and it's been the Jags for longer. So it's, I think, a meme at this, like a comical meme at this point. I guess my my next story here is uh, Daniel Carlson for the uh, Los Angeles Raiders was giving the uh, AFC Special Team Player of the Week, and doesn't really seem like much of a story, uh, but uh, I'm going to rant here a little bit about the Vikings. Uh, he played for the Vikings, I think, for two games. Went one for four. They cut him. Since he's been cut. He's a uh, 75 of 88. That's 88 uh, percent. The Vikings lost their game on a missed 37-yard field goal. Uh, Daniel Carlson from 30 yards to 39 yards. He's 18 to 19. So I think if they give this kid a chance, they probably win that game. Um, but you know, I, I'm a. I tried to sneak it in there. You know, it's comical that uh, the second kicker that they picked up was a guy from the Bucks practice squad who wasn't even good enough to play in a game, but it's somehow good enough to kick with their starting kicker. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've got any thoughts on it. Uh, it just seems kind of meh to me. You know, I'm kind of uh, numb to them being 0-2 off losing from missed field goal. So maybe we should have gave the guy, guy a chance. Yeah, I feel like some teams are too quick on kickers. I mean, it's not the easiest Mike job Zimmer to have out there. Kickers. Mike Zimmer literally hates kickers. I, I don't know. He has he probably changes kick, kickers like more times than he's probably wiped his ass. It's ridiculous. Like, I think and he's been the coach since 2014, uh, and he's had, I think, six kickers. They either he – Hates kickers or kickers hate playing for them. I, I don't know, but uh, I'll leave it for another show. Go ahead. I'll leave it for another show later down the road. Right. Um, and I got one news segment myself. Um, I forgot to mention it earlier. Um, no but uh, back in I think it was April, Aaron Jones lost his father, um, the Green Bay Packers running back to COVID. So he was playing with a little black football with some of his dad's ashes and uh, in it, wearing it as a necklace. And he lost it in the end zone uh, during one of his like four touchdown runs or four touchdown production. And uh, he was like, well, if I was going to lose it, that's where my dad would want to lose it. Um, 
at two o'clock in the morning, the Groundsfield crew found it, put it in his locker for him. So when he came in the next morning, it was there for him. So, you know, a bad story, but also a, a happy ending. Yeah, and um, I'll I'll set the, the rivalry aside. Um, whoever that guy is that found that necklace, because what, what I understand, that guy didn't even leave. Like, he stayed there until 2 in the morning looking for it. Yeah, and uh, I know it, it might not seem like a lot to people, but, you know, losing your father like that, and um, I, I know he, he wants to honor him this year. So uh, I – I hope they figure out a way to make it make that chain a little more sturdy for them. I guess is my biggest want for that. Yeah. Um, also, he had uh, a lot of his family there, so you know, at least he still has people there. Which I think he did, but at the same, stay here. Right. Nobody wants to lose a, a family member, especially from a. Uh, a virus like we're dealing with right now. So that's a that's a feel good story, man. If if you're sad after after uh, listening to that, you probably need to check your calls. It's uh, it, it's that's a good thing. I, I don't know uh, a lot of people. Obviously, a lot of people didn't didn't stay. It just speaks to that groundkeeper's character that he stuck around so long to make a player happy. Exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. So I guess uh, it's it's that time of the show. Uh, fantasy football, how are we doing? Uh, so uh, in the Just for Fun League, um, I'm tired of losing every week by, I think I've lost both weeks by a combined score of less than a point. Um, I lost this week 134.82 to 134.84. Like, come on, man. <laughs> um, and then in the minor uh, league, um, I lost 130 to 136 because right before lineups locked, I made a change that I shouldn't have made. I was overthinking it. Should have just stuck with my lineup. Yeah, and uh, I think you may now have the same hatred that I have for uh, New England running backs. I, I'll let everybody know I, I had Jonas Gray. I don't know. That was like six years ago, and I tweeted the guy and asked him if he was going <laughs> to start the game. <laughs> Never responded to me, by the way. But, uh, yeah, I had him the week he scored like four touchdowns and never touched another uh, ball in the NFL. So, hopefully you don't hate James White quite as much as I do Jonas Gray. But, uh yeah, I know that's definitely frustrating playing fantasy and overthinking. It happens to me quite a bit, too. Right. Um, so, how about you? How did your week turn out? I'm a loser. Loser. Um, I lost 124 to 132. Um, the person I played had, I think, three of the highest scoring players for the week. And, uh, yeah, I just met projections again in the the uh, fun league. I lost 109. It uh, looks like 160. Uh, you know, can't really do much when somebody's running back scores 42 points and their quarterback scores 40. So, 
In the uh, Money League, I lost in that one too. Let me go. 126. Uh, my opponent also happened to have Derrick Henry, who in that league scored, I think, like 52 points because it's PPR. So uh, let me look here. Nope, 47. He scored 47. Just, I just really wish I could quit playing, folks. Uh, they just have like these dumb lucky breaks. But 0 and 2, and all I can do is move on the next week. Well, once again, I, I will try to redeem you as long as I don't beat myself. So there was no redemption. I forgot. Yeah, it's uh, but yeah. That'll probably be a be an episode title, I guess, because uh, or or failed redemption maybe should be the name of the. <laughs> that's all good um, yes uh, moving on uh, we did some predictions from uh, for some of the games last week uh, we're I guess going to try and keep track we might make a segment out of it I don't I don't know we're still kind of thinking about it um, as of this week let's see John got the winner of the uh Packers Lions game, but uh, was off on the score. We both both were off on the score, so we'll still count that as a win, I guess. And he didn't get the score of the Chiefs game, and also didn't get the uh, right winner. So he's one and one. Uh, so we, so going into week, I guess three of the season, technically he's he's one and one. Uh, I went two and zero. I predicted the Seahawks would win. Sorry, the Seahawks would lose. To the Titans, twenty-seven to twelve, uh, they lost thirty-three to thirty. I said the Vikings would lose to Arizona, fourteen to twenty-seven. They lost thirty-three to thirty-four. Uh, I'm not going to rant about that Mitch field goal again because I just feel like it's a, a triggering moment, I guess, for me. Um, let's see. I, I guess uh, our, our next part. Uh, well, sorry, we won't move on to that yet. Uh, what do you What are you thinking? What do you think about those those predictions, John? You, you think the the Chiefs kind of hosed you there kind of towards the end where they – I think they had a lead <laughs> up until, like, the last, like, quarter, didn't they? Yeah, they, they had a lead, and then Lamar's like, I'm done losing to the Chiefs, and he took that team on his back and won it for him. So, I mean, I think up until then he was 0-4 against them. So, you know, congrats to him for his first win. But, you know, I, I was not expecting the Ravens with them – being short a few weapons on offense to, to be able to keep up with that high-powered Chiefs offense. Dude, they're short on everything. Uh, <laughs> offense, they got they're missing linemen, corners, defense. They missed a lineman, offense, and they missed a lot. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly, I was right there with you. I, I thought the, the the Chiefs would probably pull that out. Um. I I know anytime that uh, Mahomes and him get together, it's usually a, a shootout. So uh, I I didn't think they'd score more than twenty eight though, like you said, with all those those folks being out. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I I didn't watch it, but it sounds like a hell of a game when the game is thirty four to sorry thirty five to thirty six. So right. Well, uh, I guess we'll talk about some of the, the scores from some other games that we didn't predict. Uh, so Panthers beat the Saints 26-7. to uh, Raiders beat the Steelers 26-17. to 
and the 49ers beat the Eagles 17 to 11. I want to talk about this Panther Saints game a little bit. So you're telling me that the Saints uh, played Green Bay and, and beat them like that, but they can't put up more than seven against the Panthers. That we were talking about a potential like dark horse uh, MVP candidate for Jameis. I guess not if you put up seven against the Panthers. I mean, I granted, I guess they're much improved under Matt Rule, but seven points. I just it was an onslaught the week before, so it just seems seems odd that they couldn't well, uh, do much. My, yeah, my thing is, was it the Saints on Jameis' side or, or the Panthers' defense? Because, I mean, like, even Alvin Kamara did nothing against that Panthers' defense. Like, absolutely I don't, nothing. I don't know. Yeah, let's see. He had, I think, like, less than 100 yards rushing. Get five rushes yards. Yeah, five rushing yards on eight carries, 0.6 yards a carry. I, I know they've spent a lot of like draft capital on that defensive line. Uh, one guy that comes to mind is I think his name's Derek Brown out of Auburn. He's a big boy. He's like 6'4, like 200 and no, sorry, 360 or 70 pounds and, and moves like a, a dancing bear. So, yeah, they, they've got some, some capital invested on the defense, but yeah, I. I figured with Marshawn Lattimore signing that big contract, they still got Cam Jordan. Uh, the Saints do. Uh, they've they've got a, a couple good safeties. I, yeah, just especially with the, with the quarterback being Sam Darnold. I honestly got. I thought he was washed because of how bad he was in New York. But uh, he, I'm not saying he's like Brady or or Rogers by any stretch of the imagination. But the kid's looking pretty damn good with the new coach um, that seems to run more than like you know crossing routes and slants, so I don't know, but we'll see. I, I, I don't think he, he, he can't really qualify for any other award, so um, if he wins MVP, I, I think that would be absolutely hilarious and probably the most Jets thing to ever happen. Well, I look at it like this. I mean, he gets out of New York, out from Adam Gase. I mean, same Gase thing happened with Ryan Tannehill, too. Yeah, Gase think is about a it. freaking moron. Tannehill goes to freaking uh, Tennessee and uh, signs like a $82 million contract or something like that after his first season because he's not terrible. Gase is just a terrible coach. Hope they let him go. He's an easy, he should have never – I think it was a coordinator somewhere. He should have never left that, that coordinator role. Uh, what do you yeah, think about – oh, go ahead. Sorry. And that kind of goes back to what I was talking about last week when – we were talking about the Packers-Saints game. I mean, the Packers didn't play anyone at all during preseason, none of their starters. So, to them, that was like their fourth preseason game. Yeah, I get it, but, man, I just – yeah, I, if he wins MVP, I don't know, maybe I'll eat a stick of butter and, like, live streaming or something. I don't – it. I, I just – I didn't think he was very good, but I guess it had a lot to do with, with Gase more so than, than than him being terrible. So. Right. I guess I guess my next question is uh, – well, not question, but next comment. Did you expect the Raiders to be 2-0? and They beat the Steelers. And in week one, they beat the, the Ravens. So, 
I, I just, I, I'm, I'm speechless. I, I, I pictured the the Raiders is probably getting like the fourth or fifth overall pick again, and then uh, Juden getting the axe. Sorry, Gruden getting the axe, like four years into that ten year, hundred million dollar contract he signed. But he's got these dudes showing up ready to play. I mean, it's not like the Ravens and Steelers are are scrubs. Those are usually going to be some teams that make a decent run in the playoffs. And I mean, they beat them already, you know. So there, there's. I'd be interested to see if they could beat uh, Kansas City as well because those are probably the, the biggest hurdles in the AFC this year. Them and Buffalo. If they can beat or at least show up against Kansas City and Buffalo, then we might have to be talking about the Raiders making it to the playoffs. And if they keep playing the I, way they're playing, going to the Super Bowl, I mean – my question to you right now, are the Panthers and Raiders two weeks in legit? Um, that's a hell of a question. I mean, I I think um, they're doing much better than what their projection was for the season. Um, I don't exactly know if they're legit. It's kind of like you're saying a lot of these teams didn't play their starters or anything, and some teams are still getting warmed up. I think uh, that that's probably a question that will be answered probably by week like five or six. If they're sitting at 5-0, at and oh, and honestly, uh, the first two games are already kind of like a, a mini buzz, so I, I haven't checked their schedule. So I can't imagine it gets much more difficult going down the stretch when you've already beat, what, uh, two-sevenths of the freaking playoffs already for the, the Raiders. Uh, the Panthers did the same. I don't know. Who, who did they play week one? Do you know? I think they played the Jets. So, I mean, take that one with a grain of salt. But going in, going up against New Orleans, which is typically a high-powered offense, and hell, even have, uh, holding Alvin Kamara to five yards. Yeah, I'm pissed about that. He's on my fantasy team. <clears throat> a little salty, but uh... – like I said last week, I'll get over it. Let's see that. Yeah. Uh, 49. So, I mean, these are. Oh, no, go ahead. I was I was going to say. Oh. What does he have? Like, yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah, I was just going to say, these are two teams we're going to have to keep an eye on throughout the season. I mean, if they keep playing the way they're playing. I mean, both quarterbacks look good. Both defenses are solid. So, just. Keep an eye on them, and we'll see how they do. Yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't watch any of the highlights, but you think it was more for the Raiders' downset? <laughs> There's Waller. Throw it. Oh, no, not open? Too bad. I don't know. I mean, uh, you put up. Honestly, no. I was watching that game. Uh, the Steelers were double-teaming in the entire game, so Derek Carr had to go to everyone else. And, I mean, everyone else was picking up because Waller was basically taken out, like, didn't he, he throw a dime? Didn't he throw like a a, a dime to Ruggs, like a sixty yard bomb or something? Yeah, Ruggs just ran past everybody. I mean, he runs a four three. A lot of those Alabama dudes tend to do that when they get to the lead. Right, right. Like like uh, Urban said, it's like playing against Alabama every week. Yeah, when. Literally everybody on their offense gets drafted every year. Same with their defense. I, I see where he, where he's coming from. But he still sounds like an idiot. Yeah, 
I guess uh, moving on, the right. last thing to talk about is the, the 49ers Eagles. My question is, what kind of ugly ass, like 1950s NFL scores that 17 to 11? Uh, I don't even know what combination of things will get you 11. Is it three field goals and a safety? Or maybe like a, a interception on like a two point play that goes for uh, 99 yards? I, I watched a lot I'm of it. I'm not sure. I, I, I didn't watch any of it, didn't catch the highlights, so I'm not sure. But I mean, honestly, Eagles probably could have walked away with the, that win. So. Um, I, I was hearing that they were keeping the Niners in check pretty much all game. Um, and then I read that, like, Jalen Hurts ran for, like, 80 yards, no touchdowns. So, yeah, I think he, he uh, – I think he got close and had one uh, – I don't want to say got called back, but I don't think they wrote it a touchdown. And I think he uh, missed a – I guess a Philly special. They ran the Philly special, and he wasn't quite open enough, so they 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 threw it out of the end zone. So they had some opportunities to win for sure. But yeah, I'd, I'd have to look at what, how they actually got that score. I only I started watching this game when it was already seventeen to eleven, and the Eagles were driving. So uh, yeah. uh, interesting fact. I think uh, Jalen Hurts was the tenth ranked quarterback in fantasy this week. And to put that mm-hmm. in perspective, uh, Justin Herbert threw for like 300 yards, no touchdowns, and it was like 20. Yeah, he's 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 on my team too. I'm hurt. <laughs> might need to make might might need might need to drop him. But yeah, I, I I think a lot of people like wrote Hurts off uh, last year. I mean, he I guess kind of like Tyra. You know, he got hurt a couple years ago when he was out of Alabama. Tua took over for him, and he never got his starting spot at, back. Then he goes to OU, and he uh, takes him on a playoff run. So I, I think the kid can ball. I mean, uh, he's got some talent. He, he fits that that Philly offense. They run a lot of that uh, – not wide zone, but read option and uh, RPO. So I, I think he's a, he's a perfect fit for that. He's run nothing but that system for, like, the last six years, so. Yeah, and then uh, on top of that, I think I read in training camp he'd be like stopping wide receivers in the hallway, asking them what they would do if this play was called. So he's got that leadership capability too. So you know, get him a, yeah. a little bit more weapons, a little bit more protection, and I think Eagles next year or two are going to be someone to keep an eye on. Yeah, and. Uh... Uh, from, from what I've read, all, all his teammates, kind of like you're saying, seem, seem to love the dude, man. And a lot of quarterbacks in, in the NFL, they can play, but they it takes a special somebody to bring the team together. Like uh, Russell Wilson, right? Uh, that team legit believes the game is not over until Russell Wilson says it's over. Uh, where, for instance, I'll, I'll say the Vikings. Kirk's a decent quarterback, but nobody's going to block to Kirk to rally the troops. You know, he's just not that guy. And I think Hertz has a lot more of uh, Russell Wilson in him than, than I guess, the Kirk Cousins. Yeah, so. yeah uh, I feel like people would flock to Dalvin Cook in Minnesota to try to win the game. Game's not over until Dalvin says it's over. 
because the yeah, or, runs through Dalvin. Yeah, so it's not over till he says it's over. He fumbles the ball with his ass on the ground, but I'm not. I'm not a bitter fan at all. By the way, I couldn't tell. <laughs> Leave me. <be. laughs> Leave me be. Let me enjoy my two zero and two fantasy teams. My NFL team being zero and two. Let me enjoy it. All right, I guess uh, we'll move on to the we, – we're going to do predictions again. We're going to take another shot at this. Uh, so, John, uh, go ahead and let's get your, your games, and then let's get your, your predictions for the, those games. Okay. So, I have Chargers and Chiefs. Um, I'm going to say Chargers are going to pull this one out. Um I don't know what the over-under is, so I, I didn't keep an eye on that, but I'm going to say it's going to be 33 to 24. And then... I could see it. Uh, Colts, Titans. Um, I'm going to say Titans win this one. Um, I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game, so I'm going to say like 24-17. Well, no, I'm going to say 24 to 10. Uh, I forgot Wentz might be out because he sprained both of his ankles. Like, how? How How do you sprain both ankles on one play? The dude is made of glass. I'm pretty sure if you sneeze on him, he tears ACL. Yeah, so the Colts are planning to play Brett Hundley and Jacob Beeson, I'm hearing. So... They're preparing you know a little bit about Wentz. Huntley. Uh, I would probably put Eason over Hundley, to be honest, see what you have there. But, I mean, I get that Hundley has the uh, experience. So, uh, I feel like the Titans defense is going to shut down the Colts offense. And then Derek Henry in the second half. Yeah, he – I can't believe I said what I said last week about him getting 150 yards and like two touchdowns. I literally put my foot in my mouth. But yeah, I don't think it's going to be 6'4, 260, runs like a 4'4. Four, four. I'd, I'd give him the ball 50 times a game, too, if I was the coach. Yeah, and I think Darius Leonard was a non participant in practice today. So basically, this linebacker is potentially out of the game. Yeah, I mean, you think anybody else on that defense want to hit him? Like, Leonard's name is the psycho. Not scared of anybody. So, uh, I don't think anybody else on that defense will, or I guess uh, beyond the, the front seven wants to hit Derek Cameron because he's going to be probably not getting touched until he gets to the secondary for most of that game. So, Right. And then uh, my last game here is Packers versus Niners. Um Man, this one's hard to, to predict because, I mean, I could see it going either way, but I want to go ahead and say Packers win it. Um, I want to say it's going to be 24-21. Uh, I can see that. I mean, two teams that have played in that NFC Championship game here recently, uh, Green Bay a couple more times than Ford at the 49ers. So I, I could see that. Uh, I know the 49ers, like I said, they're – their offense, they have weapons, backfield hurt, but 
they don't really throw the ball or use any of their like weapons outside. So I, I think yeah. that'll probably be their downfall. The, the Packers got so uh, they have a good corner, uh, Jair Alexander. Uh, I think he's personally uh, blown me into that shutdown territory. Um, so yeah, I take away the number one option. They'll stack the box against the run, and I think the Packers are, will win that one. Right. And then uh, Eric Stokes uh, broke up a lot of passes, two or three passes thrown his way towards the end of that game uh, against the Lions. Yeah, safety corner. Uh, he's the cornerback. So corner, okay. their number one uh, draft pick out of the, this year's draft. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put Jair on number, you know, Debo more than likely you put. Stokes on Ayuk because, I mean, all those running back injuries, they're probably going to run through the air, little screens and dump offs and all of that. Me and you could go cover Ayuk at this point. They ain't going to throw him the ball, it doesn't seem like. so. Uh, (laughs) Right. Just, I don't know, dude's like 6'3", has like a 40-inch vertical. Let's not throw him the ball. Uh, But Shanahan gets paid big bucks to, I guess, waste talent. So, um, yeah, uh, you got any, anything else on the Packers 49ers or? Uh... Um, no, I mean, definitely going to need to get more people involved on that offense. It can't just run through Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. Um, as much as it pains me to say that they're both great players, but. I mean, we need to get at least one more playmaker. I know uh, Rogers missed on uh, Valdez Scantling uh, three, four times, just barely on some long balls against the Lions. So hopefully gotta that'll show. pan out. Got to show up for practice. <laughs> Did show up for practice. Uh, exactly. All right. I guess uh, the the games I have uh, about the same. They're uh, interesting matchups for the week. Uh, Bucks and Rams. Um, I think the the Bucks probably have a, a decent enough O line to not have to deal with Aaron Donald living in their backfield. Uh, but Matt Stafford, uh, he's a good quarterback, man. He's just in a bad situation in in, in Detroit. I think the Bucks probably pull this pull this one out. It'll probably be a shootout with with Brady and uh, Stafford. So I'm I'm gonna say it'll be 38 to 35. Uh, Ram, a uh, Bucks. Sorry, 33. I could see that. Um, you think uh, Antonio's gonna play? I mean, I know he's got to take get two negative tests 24 hours apart. Yeah, uh, I think I don't think he will, but uh, honestly. They have two of the top, I'll say, 15 receivers in, in the league anyway, so I don't think they'll really miss them too much. I mean, I granted, he did have a, a touchdown or whatever where he made an audible, and uh, Brady just kind of like pump faked, and then he's like, what the hell are you doing? And he threw him a touchdown. So I don't think they'll miss a touchdown in this game. Brady's got – he's got Gronk. He's got Mike Evans. He has uh, Chris Godwin. He's got two good running backs. He's got uh, Leonard Fournette and uh, – I forget the other guy's name. Uh, Ronald Jones. So I, I think they have more than enough weapons for uh, this game. To, even if he wasn't healthy, they'd be okay in it. They can match that Rams firepower. 
So let's uh, the next one I, I've got is uh, Eagles Cowboys. Not a fan of the NFC East uh, at all. Uh, but I'm gonna say uh, the Cowboys looking good. Like I said last week, I, I do enjoy a good comeback story. I think the Eagles take another tough loss in this one. I'll say Cowboys win twenty-four to twenty-one. I can see that, and hopefully this will be a get-right game for Zeke because your backup running back less carries, more yards. It's a tough pill to swallow if you're Zeke. Yeah, I mean, they they paid him. You know, it's on on Jerry for for paying him that stupid amount. Uh, I guess you know the same can be said for the Vikings. They paid Dalvin, but. And Dalvin hasn't hit the same wall that it looks like Zeke has. So uh, I don't know if it'll be a, a get-right game per se, but I think Zeke probably has, uh, I'll say, 15 to 20 carries and uh, sniffing 100 yards, if not just over it. Yeah. One thing that I don't get, and maybe it's just me wanting more because he's on my fantasy team, but they're not even looking for him in the – passing game. He's running routes, not even getting looked at. But when Pollard's out there, it uh, seems like he, he's getting the ball thrown his way more frequently than they're throwing to Zeke. So we'll see how that plays out throughout the season. Yeah, I mean, I know Pollard is a little more, I guess, shifty, you know, whereas Zeke's more of a, a downhill runner that can make a guy or two miss. Uh, not to say Pollard is better than Zeke historically, but I, I think, uh, you know, you've got your, your standard workhorse and then you've got your change of pace guy that can catch. I think that's, that may be what Dak sees in him. So might have to be a Cowboys fan on here to tell us what they think about that. Uh, I guess my last game I have, uh, Seahawks Vikings. I think the Seahawks are one and one. Uh, Vikings are 0 and two. Uh, they both lost games in disappointing fashions last week. Uh, I was listening to a podcast earlier, and they said that uh, Russell Wilson is Kyler Murray with a PhD. So, as <laughs> much as this one, <laughs> he's, he's been doing it a long time, man. He's a uh, the Vikings can never ever contain him. He's got that moon ball going to one of my former teammates, Tyler Lockett, uh, where it's just like a sixty-seven yard bomb, and he scored like three touchdowns off of it this year. I, I our secondary gave up uh, a ball to uh, Jam- uh, what's his name from the Bengals, uh, Jamar Chase, and then we gave up one last week to Rondell Moore. So I think the Seahawks probably won this one, thirty-one to twenty-four. And yeah, then the I Vikings fall to zero and three, and I find another team to root for. Um, correct me if I'm mistaken, but. Isn't all the teams except for the Packers and the NFC North 0-2? Uh, I believe they are. Let me look real quick. Look at standings, National Football Conference. Nope, Bears are 1-1. One and one. and one the and Vikings one. and Lions are 1-2, yep. So okay. uh, the Packers have a points for 38. 
points against 55. Bears have won 34 to 51. Interesting enough, the Vikings have a 57 to 61. So they're losing, but by like both super wealth margin. Uh, the Lions have a, a 50 point score in 76. So they're usually, it looks like they're getting blown out in the games they've played. So, yeah, I mean, but give the Lions credit. I mean, the, the two games I've kept an eye on, I mean, they're fighting all four quarters. So at least they're not giving up. They're, they're attempting to keep, keep, keep themselves in the game, but, um, with the amount of talent, I mean, the, the window for errors is extremely small on that team. Right. Stay in it. Yeah, and it has probably has a lot to do with Matt Patricia chasing, like, every single star player off the team. So, uh, I know a lot of people didn't like playing for him. So, you know, a lot of them requested trades or they got cut or just didn't get re-signed. So, uh, I, I think it's going to be more of the same with Detroit. They'll have a top five draft pick for a couple seasons, fire the coach, and rinse and repeat. So, yeah, I think Tyrell Williams just got put on injured reserve today, so he's out for at least three weeks, I believe. Um, and then, uh, they he was their number one uh, receiver, so oh, playing okay. the games without their number one receiver the first two weeks, and he was just put on IR today. So, yeah, definitely more of the same. So, the, the, that margin will probably get a little further. Kind yeah, um, but uh, give it up to Goff and Hawkinson and Swift and that offensive line, especially their first-round pick. I mean, he, he's look, looked pretty good so far. Uh, Sewell? Yeah. He actually had one of the – I think one of the Bosa boys. Was it last week or this week? Uh. Week one, they played the Niners. Uh, they played Niners. the Packers. Uh, no, he uh, he uh, won more than he lost. I'll say that when he, when they played when he was four one on one against uh, I think it's Nick Bosa. He's the younger of the two. So um, yeah, Joey's uh, on the Chargers. So yeah, it was Nick. Nick. Uh, what else was I, was I going to say about the? Uh, Oh, I was going to say a lot of people kind of wrote off Jared Goff, myself included. Um, I don't think he's in like that same tier as Stafford. But, uh, yeah, like I said, hats off. I mean, they're, he's hanging in there in a tough situation. So, there's not really much more you can ask for. Yeah, I mean, last week he did throw a few, a few, you know, ugly-looking passes. One of them that, uh, did get picked off towards the end of the game. But – it's just one of those. I don't think it cost them to get out of it, weren't they? Yeah, I mean they they were up seventeen fourteen at a half. I mean, so you can imagine oh. how I was feeling. <laughs> um, but they probably didn't score tough field to swallow. Oh, it was, it was. I was like, oh no, not not again. This can't happen. Uh, anybody but Detroit, <laughs> I swear. Anybody but Detroit. That's probably what everybody I mean, in North says on the schedule. Anybody but Detroit. Right, but I mean, look at it. I mean, they were getting blown out week one against the Niners, came back and lost by 70. Had a good second half, and then they had a good first half. So if they could just put a game together, I mean, I could see them winning two, three games this year. Yeah, I was going to say, Dan Campbell, he's got them fighting, but 
he's got them fighting for for losses. So, but uh, yeah, I I don't know, man. It's Detroit. I, I can't get too excited about Detroit, especially when there's nobody of note on their team to root for besides uh, Golf, who was a discarded quarterback that uh, the Rams gave up more than what Matt Stafford is currently worth to get rid of Jared Goff. So. Yeah. I mean, give, give it up to the Lions coaching staff, though. I was watching that game, and they were all game long teaching and talking. So, you know, give, give it up to that staff. I mean, they got their team fighting, and it seems like the players are listening and taking it in and so far, overall, liking the coaching staff. So that, that that's only going to get better throughout the season, I'm sure. Yeah, I was going to say better than what they had. So I guess, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. You got anything else you want to cover, John, as far as uh, news or anything like that? There wasn't really a ton to go on. It's week two. You know, it's not a ton of, like, injury news or anything to cover. So, uh, No, no, I think we covered – most of the stuff that we wanted to cover. So uh, until next week, everybody, you all take care. Appreciate y'all tuning in, man. Uh, So if you got any questions or maybe you want to be a guest or something on the show, let us know. I mean, you can leave us a voicemail. It's in the show notes of every show. Uh, Yeah, we'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening.